All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely. We'll talk all throughout the day today and this morning about investments, but right now we're talking to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group in the city of Akron, also in Washington, Pennsylvania, about the market, about his uh, company investor clients' money and individually owned stock portfolios custom-made for them. And we'll take your questions, too, at 330-673-1234. And if you're on WNR.com online, it's still free at the 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, the market, once again, uh, kind of kept recovering. Uh, the S&P had the best, uh, best week since July, so are things looking up once more? Bob, things look a lot better. Um, you know, the market absorbed some serious inflation pressures uh, for during the week. We saw some positive earnings news and some pretty solid economic data. And then we saw the markets move forward. So the Dow Jones for the week uh, finished up 548 points, a 1.6% change to the positive side. Year-to-date, we're at 15.3%. Uh, the S&P 500 index was up 80 points, up 1.8% for the week. And again, again, we said at 19% year-to-date. The NASDAQ was up 2.2% for the week, so we saw some of those large-cap uh, tech stocks uh, recover. And year-to-date, we're at 15.6%. And then on the Russell 2000, those smaller and mid-cap stocks, we saw a 1.5% rise, and we sit year-to-date at 14.7%. Um, overall, Bob, last week, you know, 10 of the 11 S&P 500 sectors uh, finished the week in positive territory. Um, the only uh, negative was communication services. And again, still a little pressure on Facebook and, and some of the uh, stocks that are now considered a part of that communication sector. Uh, but overall, you know, it's, it's a lot of data out there, Bob, a lot of concerns about inflation, supply chains, uh, you know, the, uh, what, what Congress is going to do with the spending and the central taxes. All those issues are still there. But Overall, the market continues to show that, you know, it can move forward, and, and that's what it did last week. Now, the wall of worry about inflation seems to have been overcome for last week anyway, but now they're talking about something called stagflation. I don't think they're talking about deers. What is stagflation, and is it a valid concern today for our investors? Well, Bob, you got to go back in time. You know, you got to go back to the 1970s and 80s, the last time this, this term was really used significantly. Um, it explains a really unique period of time where you have uh, economic stagflation or an economic slowdown at the same time of high inflation. Um, you know, after the 70s and the early 80s, this term kind of disappeared, you know, because really 
Uh, we saw, you know, inflation really not be a problem for a long, long period of time, um, other than some little spikes, maybe in oil prices at different types of the cycle. But, um, yeah, it's something that, uh, you know, people are starting to worry about again. And um, it seems like, you know, everything we're reading and looking at, it might be a little bit overblown. Um, it still seems like there's some pretty good growth prospects as we go into 2022. I think a lot of the uh, slowdown right now is due to just stresses in the system as we talk about the supply chain. I think there's a lot of demand. It's just if uh, we're going to be able to satisfy that demand through supply. So it should be a, you know, a pretty interesting couple months as we lead up to Christmas. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of reactions uh, for people that can't find things on the shelves. I know that, you know, being out at the store personally, I'm quite surprised at, you know, how uh, little product there is. And, in some stores, and I think as we head into the holiday season, that's the big concern that, uh, you know, a lot of this supply chain is not going to be alleviated in time, and the Christmas season might come in a little bit weaker. Now, we heard last week the administration said they were going to uh, tell the ports in uh, California that to operate 24-7 to deal with the gridlock there at the ports, which is uh, part of the supply chain problem uh, between you and me. I had no idea they weren't operating 24-7 all the time, but I guess that's pretty new. So they're going to make the, uh, the Teamsters there and the longshoremen work all day and all night uh, to get the goods off the ships. But then uh, they have the concern that I've heard, and again, I've seen that they don't have the trucks or the truck drivers to get the goods from the ports to the uh, stores and from the warehouses to the stores. So, you know, when, when is all this going to to end? I mean, what, what is the what is the problem? What happened to all the truck drivers? Did they all suddenly <laughs> retire and go to heaven, or, or what? <laughs> well, I think a lot of them, uh, you know, were impacted by COVID, Bob, and it, it just shows the disruptions that COVID had through the system. Um, yeah, we're, we're short a lot of truck drivers. I remember a few years back, you know, there was talk about how the truck drivers were going to be replaced by robots. But uh, now we, we say, you know, there's 60,000, over 60,000 shortage as far as truck drivers. I saw the average pay for a truck driver now is at $83,000 annually, not a bad salary. So I think when people start to go back into the workforce and, and we get through this last phase of uh, maybe the fear of the pandemic and we go, you know, over the next few years, I'm sure a lot of these things will start to, you know, to alleviate. And, and I'm sure, you know, we're, we're working on hard now. I mean, these companies, you know, companies like Target and Walmart and the big retailers, Amazon, they, they don't want to have a weak uh, Christmas season. So there's a lot of pressures out there. I'm, I'm sure everybody's doing all they can to alleviate the pressures as fast as they can. But, um, you know, in some ways it might have been a blessing, Bob, because it, it just kind of slowed down maybe the overheating of the economy a little bit. Um, you know, maybe just like the pandemic, uh, kind of made us uh, pause and, and look at things a little differently. Uh, maybe that's what's happening right now. And, uh, you know, we're pretty resilient. So I, I think overall, as you look out into 2022, you know, 23, I think there's a lot of positives out there still. I always have my own personal uh, uh, observation on the economy. Do it with, with the trucks. Uh, I mean, to go down to Columbus uh, once a month or so and uh, was down there a week ago. And I want to say the truck traffic on I-71 was incredible. And to me, it usually seems that the larger amount of truck traffic usually portends a, a, an economic boom about, you know, a month or two months later. Because I did notice during the summer that the truck traffic had declined and sure enough, the stock market declines. So for what it's worth, that little indicator would seem to be that, uh, as they say, uh, better times is a coming. 
Yeah, we hope you're right on that indicator there, Bob. But you're right. I mean, I, I think it shows that the economy's picking up. That's why we're having these pressures in the supply chain. And like I said, you know, the government, the companies, uh, everybody's working hard uh, to try to alleviate these pressures. But again, I think the media is, you know, focusing on the problem right now. And some of the visuals are quite stunning. You know, I saw some of the uh, the pictures of the ports out there in, in California on the news this week. And I mean, it is it is pretty breathtaking when you see the amount of cargo that's sitting, the amount of ships that are out in harbor waiting to unload. Um, so, but again, we'll we'll work through this as we always do, and you know, I think there's some positive times ahead. Talking to Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron, and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. And again, if you have any questions about the market, about investing your money, three three zero six seven three one two three four is the number to call on this uh, lovely October Sunday morning. Now, Walt, last week Barron's had its big money poll that surveys America's top money managers. As you read it, what insights did you come away with? Well, I came right away with Bob that overall, you know, there's still pretty bullish sentiment. About 50% of the money managers out there uh, polled here are, are bullish. Only 12% are bearish. There's a lot of neutral feeling out there. About 38% fall in that neutral category. Uh, some other things we see is that, you know, when asked uh, if they think there'll be a correction of 10%, uh, almost 80% of the respondents said they expect a correction of some sort. Again, that's something we see, Bob. Um, you know, the market's going to pull back at some time, but only 9% think that we'll enter into a bear market. So I think that, you know, any correction, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, there's a lot of money on the sidelines that would like to get into the market. Um, you know, trillions and trillions of dollars that are sitting in money markets that any, any sell-off will probably see some, some buying coming back in. Uh, one interesting question was just the returns uh, expected over the next decade. And, you know, 1% to 5%, about 29% of the managers think that's the return you know, somebody will get from stocks. And 6 to 10%, 68%. So a, a very tempered uh, expectation going back to more historical norms of, of what we see in the stock market. You know, as I say at the beginning of almost every week for the past, you know, year and a half, the returns we've seen are, are really unprecedented. And uh, so, again, a lot of interesting data in, the, in these surveys, but um, a, lot of, a lot of data that looks pretty reasonable. Another term, time horizon, is very important to investors, as uh, two investors can have completely different opinions on a specific stock or the market, and, and both uh, could also be right or wrong, depending on this term about the time horizon. So what do you mean by the time horizon? Yeah, but I think, you know, time horizon is so important. Again, we always talk on this show about being long-term investors. So whenever we buy a stock, you know, we're thinking 18 to 24 months, not 18 to 24 days, not 18 to 24 weeks, 18 to 24 months. And and when we buy something, we do a lot of homework, and we, we, we try to give it time to perform, um, thinking that we've identified the, the right vehicles to invest in. But you know, anybody on shorter term time frames can make cases for being right or wrong. You know, I think um, a lot of people are probably looking for, you know, downturns right now. And we'll quickly point out as soon as starting things start to go down, see, I told you so, you know, this market's weak. But again, you know, I think as an investor, you got to think out three to five to seven years uh, at least. And, and, and those would be the shortest time frames I would think of. Uh, as an investor. So, you know, don't get caught up in these short-term time frames. I think that's what induces panic and bad behavior. Um, so, again, there's a lot of people out there sensitized to the risk. Uh, we realize that, you know, you go back to a period of time like 2007 and 2008 when a lot of people 
you know, they don't want to experience that again. So we understand why people are sensitized to risk. But at the same time, a little bit of volatility is just what's normal for stocks. All right, looking at trends and insights on the program this week, uh, Walt Security does a lot of reading and looks at a lot of these trends and interesting factoids that come up that uh, could impact the market and uh, you as an investor. A study from Fidelity showed that women may be better investors than men. Why is that? <laughs> well, they looked at 5.2 million accounts over the Fidelity platform and found out that women overall have outperformed men by about 40 basis points. So, um, I, I don't know, Bob. That's a good question to ask. I think uh, they said that women probably feel a little bit more confident, a little bit more buy-hold, uh, don't trade quite as much in their portfolios as men. So, again, uh, that behavior becomes important, and uh, it's it just an interesting study that we ran into. Another study by Northwestern Mutual showed that retirement plans are changing for many investors, and once again, very much due to the impact of the pandemic. Yeah, we see a lot of people saying they're going to delay their retirement, and we see a lot of people saying they're going to take retirement early. I think what it's done is it's really shooken people up a little bit. I think people that can retire or can retire are definitely thinking maybe it's time to go, and I think other people that uh, realize maybe uh, you know it's created opportunities and, and a better outlook for them are thinking maybe they're going to extend their employment a little bit. So. It was just interesting numbers to see, you know, kind of both on both sides. Some people extending and some people kind of shortening that retirement time horizon. Well, let's shift over now to Stock Talk, where you, again, as a listener, can call 330-673-1234 and talk to Walt Secura of the AKW Group about any particular stock that you have or invested in or want to buy or are just kind of watching, 330-673-1234. And if you're listening online at WNR.com, you can use our toll-free line if you need it, 800 6694 100. So earnings season is now in full swing. Many bank stocks have reported. One bank stock that you've been a long-term holder of is equity portfolio, and the core equity portfolio is J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, how did that report look, and are you still bullish on J.P. Morgan Chase? Um, we are bullish, Bob. The, the report was um, decent. It, it wasn't great. Um, they released a lot more of their reserves that they had um, from entering the pandemic. Again, all the banks were kind of ordered to kind of shore up their reserves. They put another $2 billion back into the quarter, which made their earnings uh, look a, a little better. But uh, pretty flat on revenue here and uh, coming off of a down quarter of the year prior. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of belief that banks are, are in a good position, um, especially if interest rates start to rise, but we really haven't seen that yet. So uh, I think over the long run, we still like J.P. Morgan, but um, you know, performance-wise, you know, just kind of neutral right now as far as uh, not, not a lot of financial power uh, showing. Uh, well-run bank, you know, very well-run, but at the same time, uh, yeah, like I said, sales were flat in the quarter before down 10%, and uh, so they're not really showing a lot of growth on that top line. Let's take some calls now at WNIR at 630-673-1234. Good morning. You're on with Walt Sakura. Yes, Walt. Uh, the price of oil is high, and it seems to be climbing. Uh, it seems like the oil stocks, all of these oil stocks are following suit as the price goes up. Their stocks are going up. Uh, the, the stock I was interested in would be BP. Uh, it's a $30 stock, and I was wondering, are the numbers good on that, and would it be an entry point around this level? 
Yeah, good question. Yeah, it, we've seen the price of oil definitely increase. I think we're over eighty dollars a barrel now on West Texas crude. Um, uh, so, pretty significant you know, rise in the price of oil, and that's impacting uh, energy prices and also the profitability outlook for a lot of these energy companies. Um, BP numbers look pretty decent here. The last two quarters have been pretty solid. Uh, the analyst outlooks for 2021 and 2022 look like some you know, pretty decent growth ahead of them. So, uh, again, a lot of these energy companies have not been performers for a number of years. You know, it was an industry that, you know, everybody was kind of uh, staying away from for a long period of time. But, uh, you know, I think fossil fuels, now that we've kind of pushed back maybe some of the scare of uh, energy regulation and, you know, what this new administration meant, we still see that fossil fuels are going to be important to the economy. And, um, you know, some of these companies start to look fairly attractive. So I think BP is one that you could definitely look at, as, as well as some others in the space. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for calling. You're on WNIR with Walt Sekirik. Go ahead, please. Morning. Uh, Walt, you're not helping me out here on this uh, study about women being better investors here. My, wife, <laughs> my wife's idea is like two-tenths of a point in the money market is the good deal. And every time the market goes down a thousand points, the name Judge Judy comes up all the time, and uh, it's not a happy... <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to tell you that Bob had a 102-year-old guy, gentleman, uh, last week on his 12 o'clock show. Bob, you remember what he uh, ate every day? Uh, uh, you know, he didn't smoke or drink. That's all I really remember. <laughs> I think he ate oatmeal every day and or yeah, something. Oatmeal. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> does you, does your company uh, have a you have a empowering women portfolio, different tech portfolios? Do you have a consumer staples portfolio? Uh, we have a lot of consumer staple stocks, Ken, that we follow. Um, probably more in our core equity. So that that sector is the sector that we definitely pay attention to, and it you know puts in it, it, the portfolios are represented with uh, different industries. So. Yeah, the staple area is definitely one we definitely are looking at. If you pull up, if you punch in uh, the symbol BGS, BGS for B&G Foods, mm-hmm. and uh, can you tell on there, how can you tell uh, without analyzing the financial statement about free cash flow, like how secure the dividend is? Yeah, I'd have to take a look at that before you can to, to kind of look at the dividend security. But I mean, again, it looks like this company has what I what I typically look at is the debt, um, then you know how much their uh, their payout ratio is comparison to the uh, you know the actual the actual cash flow. Um, so something we could analyze for you. It looks like the company does have you know some significant debt, and uh, looking at their financials, you know, it looks like they had a little bit of pressure the last quarter. So. I, I could take a look at that for you and see if um, you know, we have a comment on that for next week. Yeah. Okay. Real good. Have a good week. You too. Right. You too, buddy. Right. Thanks for calling. 330-673-1234 to talk stocks with Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. Uh, more reports last week. The world's largest chip uh, foundry, Taiwan Semiconductor, reported their earnings. Now, you don't own the stock, uh, but uh, what did this report give us about about the industry, about the, uh, the crunch, and uh, uh, what other semiconductor stocks do you own? Yeah, Bob, I think it showed strength. Uh, again, you know, sales were up 21%, earnings were up 17%. They talked about uh, increasing capacity. They're going to create a new foundry in Japan. And, 
I, I think it just shows what we know is that, you know, semiconductors are so important to really so many products and uh, so much of the manufacturing process out there right now. So I think all chip companies are poised for a pretty good cycle, especially, you know, that there's so much demand. Um, for us, you know, we own Intel, uh, which is, is one that, uh, you know, we've, we've had quite a while as well as NVIDIA. Um, so we like the trends. We, we think there is some demand um, still here and, and some growth opportunities ahead as we look out over the next three to five years. Tesla also reported last week very strong sales in China. Yeah, they really did, Bob. Again, they're kind of killing it over there, which is interesting because the dynamic between the United States and China is somewhat fractured, but uh, they, they did 33,000 cars for the month of September and uh, 133,000 cars for the quarter. That's a 44% surge. Um, so this company is doing well. I mean, they're, they're, and the stock price is definitely reflecting that, um, uh, the economic power that they're having right now. But, you know, China looks like a pretty solid market for Tesla, uh, even with the tensions and, you know, the, not the greatest relations right now between the United States and China. You have Tesla is still performing very well. Now, Apple, they're having their troubles with the uh, semiconductor shortage, but still, they're going to announce another round of product, a new product coming out of the company. So what does that impact uh, their stock, and uh, do you think it's a wise thing to do right now? Yeah, I think Apple's responding to a tough environment. You know, they're definitely going to probably be cutting their iPhone 13 production because of the semiconductor shortage. We'll probably get some more numbers on that as, as the quarter goes here. Uh, but they're going to introduce their new MacBook Pro uh, notebook and their AirPods, their new series of AirPods. Uh, the company continues to, you know, release great products. That product introduction is a big part of the cycle. They they build a lot of momentum, especially heading into the holidays uh, with the product introductions that they do. So uh, this is a company that, you know, understands the consumer very well and has done a great job marketing and, and you know, creating sales. Uh, growth and potential. Uh, so we'll we'll watch Apple here again. The iPhone is a a big part of the of the company. So it'll be interesting to see how they're impacted, you know, by the uh, by the semiconductor shortages and what that means to the final quarters uh, when we get to next year. Now, of course, you watch all these reports and look at all these in relation to the stocks you actually hold in your portfolios. And uh, many times it will factor into your decisions on what to sell a stock that you currently hold. Uh, what, what are those uh, sell disciplines that you have in your portfolios and uh, uh, what factors determine when it's time to put a stock on the block? Well, Bob, as I always say, you know, sell discipline is probably the thing that sets us apart from a lot of other investors. You know, we, we don't have a lot of emotion when it comes to this. We, we have a process that we look at these companies. Uh, we look for financial power. So, of course, a quarterly report that shows a weakness in financial power or a slowdown in financial power definitely would impact our outlook for the company. Uh, we don't panic. You know, again, as we said, we buy most of these for a 18 to 24 month holding period. So, you know, one quarter a week, this, you know, we can deal with two or three quarters starts to really, you know, cause some concern. Uh, so we give the companies a chance to perform. The other thing we look at is valuation. Uh, so as valuations start to push near high levels, that might be a reason to sell or uh, valuation sometimes become, you know, stocks become undervalued because they, they trade the other way and uh, create even more opportunities. So, uh, you gotta, you gotta have discipline when you, when you invest and, you know, rules of thumb that you follow. And I think that's, that's a very important thing for any investor, uh, to, to adhere to is a, a strong sell discipline. 
To remind folks, once again, the AKW Group here in Akron is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Organization worldwide that provides them additional help with things like private wealth management, asset management, uh, capital markets, uh, to clients and offices all throughout the, the world, literally. They uh, work with uh, financial planning, tax reviews, uh, IRA illustrations, Roth conversions, uh, Social Security analyses, uh, tax analyses, and more. All part of what they can offer the client uh, and affiliated with the RW R. Baird Company, too. But uh, recently, though, you just wrapped up your uh, retirement planning classes. This was a series of classes you offered in uh, Kent on uh, retirement, both for current retirees and, and uh, pre-retirees. Now, the uh, pre-retirees classes are, are wrapped up, but the classes for the uh, current retirees called Renovate Your Retirement, they're still coming up at the end of this month and early in November. So tell us a bit about these classes. Yeah, Bob, these are for uh, individuals that have already entered retirement, probably already made some decisions as far as Social Security, um, you know, really want to kind of get a second look at uh, what they're doing as far as, you know, health care benefits, long-term care planning, estate planning, elderly care issues that they might run into, um, and also, you know, kind of a portfolio tune-up talking about, you know, how we how we actually maybe optimize and and make the portfolios a, a little bit better for for the return potentials that the, the market is currently offering. So uh, these uh, classes will start October 30th, Saturday, October 30th, and Saturday, November 6th uh, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. They're in the morning, so shouldn't interfere too much with uh, the, the day or, or watching a football game. And then we also have them Tuesdays, uh, November 2nd and November 9th, and again, since most of the people attending these would be people that aren't working, they'll be from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And again, these will also be at the Kent uh, Conference Center out there. And it's a nice place to come. Uh, come a little bit early, grab a lunch down here in Kent, and uh, you know, come over and, and uh, join us for a fun session. We the retirement planning today's went really well. We we enjoyed uh, you know getting back in front of people and teaching. I think a lot of people left with a pretty good. Um, you know, feeling about the classes, then they'll only get better as we go forward. So we would we would love to see some people come and, and join us and be a part of these classes uh, coming up here at the uh, end of October and the early part of November. If you'd like to make a reservation for those classes and find out more information, call the AKW Group here in Fairlawn at 234-466-7476. You can ask for Abby or Allison, 234 466 74 Seven six and uh, get registered for these classes coming up for those who are currently in retirement. Now, for the folks over there in uh, the greater Pittsburgh area listening on WNR.com in Washington, Pennsylvania, a week from this Tuesday, October 26th, you're offering another seminar called Investing Beyond the Noise. Uh, tell us about that. Well, Bob, this is going to be an exciting night. Um, you know, very candid discussion, Q&A. Um, it's, it's the kind of nights I really like to have because you never really know where it's going to go. Um, I've done a lot of speaking and, uh, you know, client events over the course of my career. And, uh, these are, these are really fun nights because you get a group of people together and, uh, people that are interested and in a lot of what we do like here on the show, but we're doing face to face and, uh, you know, the questions can, can be very demanding and, and a lot of fun to try to deal with. And, uh, we're going to offer a similar class here in, in the Ken area, the, the WNI are listening area. Uh, so we'll also have this investing beyond the noise night here. Um, so, and, and again, hopefully we'll have a, a little bit of refreshments, uh, maybe even a glass of wine to uh, to join us with here if uh, if we're able to pull these classes off. So we'll uh, we'll make another announcement when we get it on the schedule here in the in the 
the Akron area, but we're excited to be over in Washington, PA on the 26th and, and offer this uh, really exciting night for, for the people that are coming. And again, for those listening on WNI.com in the western Pennsylvania area, to make a reservation for that uh, gathering, Investing Beyond the Noise, a week from Tuesday, call the office there, 412-480-5090. Sue Marshall runs that office there, 412-480-5090. And once more for the retirement class. For those currently retired that will come back again on Saturday, October 30th, and a couple of Saturdays and a couple of Tuesdays in early November, the number to call locally, 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476. They're being held in downtown Kent, so find out more about that. And, and get, as they say, get educated. You can, can't, can't ever hurt getting uh, more knowledge, and more knowledge can never hurt you. 234-466-7476. 466 7476. So, Walt Secura, another week is coming up, and uh, boy, with things happening so uh, interestingly in the, the market, what are you looking for? Well, we got a lot of earnings reports coming out this week. Uh, Procter and Gamble, Johnson and Johnson, Abbott Lab, Tesla, uh, Crocs, Cool Corp, um, Intel. Uh, so, again, a lot of data to look at. Uh, also, some economic data. We get the uh, Federal Reserve. A beige book report, which shows how things are doing over the 12 Federal Reserve districts where those banks are located. Um, so a lot of information for us to look at and pay attention to, and uh, we'll be in there working hard looking at all of it. Once again, thanks to Walt Secura here on WNR Kent Akron. Give them a call. We'll talk to you once more next Sunday. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Abbott Laboratories, symbol ABT. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. B&G Foods, Inc., symbol BGS. BP PLC, symbol BP. Crocs, Inc., symbol CROX. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. Johnson & Johnson, symbol JNJ. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. The Procter & Gamble Company, symbol PG. Pool Corporation, symbol P-O-O-L. Target Corporation, symbol T-G-T. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, symbol T-S-M. Tesla Inc., symbol T-S-L-A. And Walmart Inc., symbol W-M-T. Please note that Robert W. Baird & Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, symbol JPM, in the past 12 months. And in addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, symbol JPM, for non-investment banking security-related services in the past 12 months.